so we don't get fined. A podcast. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And boy, do I have exciting news. Yeah. As you know, last week, there was a week, in which, or there was a day, in which 28, or 30, 28 of the 32 teams in the NHL played. There were actually two days like that. But uh, on those 14 games, Thomas and I made picks. Thomas, as I'm sure you all are well aware, given that he is the driving factor behind these hockey podcasts and the majority talker on these hockey podcasts, he says, as Thomas hasn't said a word yet, on this hockey podcast. I have said. Okay, I've, but like I've your name and... I did the... In, I, yeah. I participated in the intro. Yeah, but like... Hasn't spoken much. Thomas knows a lot more about hockey than me. Significantly more about hockey than me. Who was the first overall pick in 2015? McDavid. McDavid was drafted seven years ago? Yeah. Dang. See, I didn't know that. I thought no, it was I like think, I think eight years ago. Who's the first overall pick in 2003? 03? What the, what the heck? I don't know. First overall pick. In 03? Yeah. Bro, I was like an age. Who's the first overall pick in 2003 in the NFL? Uh, I think it was Carson Palmer. Oh, was that not Ben Roethlisberger? No, Ben Roethlisberger went like seventh. Oh. Yeah. But it was 2003, right? No. Four, I think. Oh, five. It was the Eli Manning Philip Rivers draft. Yeah. That was 03. I don't know. Anyway, the point is Thomas knows substantially more about hockey than David does. So we made these picks, and it was very clearly going to be a landslide in Thomas's favor. Favor. Oh, buddy. Thomas. Yeah. Was seven and seven. And your boy. New hockey king was eight and six. Yeah, but I like listen, that final slate of games really did you a lot of favors. You should have picked them right. I you know, I should have picked them right. I should have picked them right. But I know more about hockey than Thomas. But in light of you uh being like this, I am picking to start with soccer today to give our host some time to forget about that so that when we get into hockey, we can all just default back to me being the hockey king. All right, I, just so you know, I know you're the one who comes up with the content for this, mm-hmm. and you talk, and I pretty much react. Yes. But today, today, I have one thing that I'm going to talk about Okay. in regards to hockey. Okay. So we'll get to that. Okay. But I, I have one thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, we're starting with soccer. Do it. Uh, you might remember, if you think back, before the NFL, NHL, really the full slate of North American sports got under swing in August... It, we went a little uh, out there with our episode ideas and the content that we covered. We covered a lot more soccer, a lot more unique things. Yeah. Uh, you remember us talking about Man City and their points and the case and all that? Yeah. With all the charges? Well, uh, we were talking about like, oh, ha ha, could, City could get relegated. Ha ha ha. You know? Uh, and like... That was more of a joke, I'd say. I don't think it's as much of a joke anymore. Because in case you missed it, Everton, who got relegated this past season, were hit with a 10-point deduction 
for one financial fair play violation. Yikes. So that is the... uh, Precedent. That is the precedent that has been set. Man City has 115 charges. Uh, So, now, that being said, these cases are a little different. And by a little different, I mean a lot different. Uh, Everton more spent as if they were going to finish top six and then got relegated. (laughs) So, like, it was almost more of a uh, non-intentional, we took a swing, we missed kind of thing. And while they were expecting you know that boost in revenue from finishing top flight it never came that boost would have put them in the green if you will but that boost never came instead they took an even bigger slash to their funding when they got relegated wait everton got relegated uh i'm fairly certain unless i am just when was this it would have been last season at the end of last season i'm fairly certain that everton was relegated not at the end of last season because they're in the prem this year they're in the Prem this year? I'm pretty sure. Are you positive? No. <laughs> uh, Everton. Oh, Everton is in the Prem. So I guess they just barely avoided relegation last year. I, it might have been on the last day. But they were hit with a 10-point deduction, which is why they only have four points even though they have four wins. Uh, so they're firmly rooted in that relegation battle right now. Uh, City's case is different. Whereas Everton, it looked like a, we took a swing, it didn't work out, and there was no evidence of uh, tampering with the investigation, and it was one total charge. City has 115 charges, as well as uh, strong allegations into interfering with the investigation. So, uh, while the standard that's been set with Everton is one one infraction is 10 points. I believe the number that's kind of floating around is 70 points is probably going to be the final result, which is, I think it's really hard to not be automatically relegated with that number. You'd need a nearly perfect season. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea is also getting a lot of looks and there's an investigation starting in, but theirs was above board. They turned themselves in to uh, UEFA and the Premier League for that. Because you might remember when Russia-Ukraine started, uh, there was a lot of pressure put on Russian owners and Russian, like, sport team owners, company owners, that sort of thing to kind of step down. Yeah. Uh, And a Russian-owned Chelsea. So when when the new owners stepped in and bought it, they earmarked $100 million for fines because some of the numbers weren't adding up. And they, in result, turned themselves in. I feel like Chelsea's going to get a slap on the wrist, partly because they turned themselves in. Uh, City, though, on the other hand, has one of the things that we talked about way back when was their two-year UEFA ban, which was subsequently overturned. Uh, That is not applicable in this case because it was UEFA who, you know, does European football. Uh, They were dealing with UEFA. Now they're dealing with the Premier League. And there's different standards. So a lot of those charges that they had brought against them in UEFA were past the statute of limitations in their bylaws. The Premier League does not have that. So I I think City might get hit hard here. I think it's very likely. Hey, that's great for Aston Villa. 
I mean, it's great for, I'd say, the other 19 teams in the Premier League, you know? Um, It's not going to affect Arsenal. But you might be thinking, well, this feels like this has kind of been something that's been going on for a while. Why, Why is UEFA and the Premier League starting to care about it now? Uh, because in these like blatant cheatings or whatever, uh, it gives City an advantage, thus giving everyone else a disadvantage. And they're worried about those lower level teams reporting losses monetarily when they could be finishing higher if these top flight teams were playing by the rules. And the governing board views this league as a business and they want to attract investors. So they're worried that all it takes, like this is a deck of cards that's just one new owner deciding he doesn't want to write a check anymore from this domino effect of teams folding. Not not folding in the sense of, ah, we're not going to be a team anymore, but, you know, team B owes team A money, team C owes team B money. If a new owner comes in and team C and he's like, I'm just not going to do it then Team B doesn't get their money, so they can't pay Team A, and it's this cascading effect. Two things. Okay. One, you sounded just like a Patriots fan a second ago. Really? You said, you used air quotes, you said cheating or whatever, like Patriots fans have been doing for literally 20 years. No, no, no. So, like, I hear what you're saying, right? The reason I said it, no, like... No, I don't mean it like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know you didn't mean it like that. I just, like, I thought it was funny. I was like, all right, Boston Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I see the I see the similarity. But the reason I said it like that is because, like, I think to... Like, is it cheating? Yes. I'm not sure how much of an impact that has against, you know, playing, yeah. like, a Luton town, you yeah. know? So like, hey, they're did four they, points out of relegation right now. They, you, the, hey, they are that they are. But Let's like, go, that's our team, baby. Like, is there an advantage? Yes, I'm just not sure how much of an overall difference it makes for when you're playing. Like, I'd say 56 percent of the league. You know? Yeah. Like it's that like smaller amount where it really matters, but you would imagine they're doing the same thing. You yeah. know? It's like sign stealing college football. That being said, you get caught, you should be punished because, you know, that's not in the rules that you can steal signs. But the point of the matter is, is like to say, like, I would call that fraud more than cheating. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. So, the second thing was a question, but I forget what it was. If I remember it, I will uh, holler at you. Okay. 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 But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I definitely think that the premier league might be about to open up Pandora's box a little bit with financial fair play penalties and just the leagues going forward as more teams are investigated more thoroughly. Yeah. That doesn't sound sound great to be honest. It sounds like the prim or the body that sees like these punishments and investigations are about to do a deep dive on every single club in the English system. Yeah. So, uh, will I, I, will the sport be better? For in the long run, I think so. I think there. I think this would lead to more parity because in know, the short term, it's gonna screw up a lot of things. It's gonna it's gonna yeah. shift the landscape in a major way because, like, let's just talk about for a second. If the worst comes to fruition for City, and I and I have to say it's automatic relegation. What happens with this roster? Surely not. What do you mean? 
automatic relegation is right. I'm like, saying that's not a punishment for the team. That's a punishment for every individual player, and that's not fair. Uh, you're screwing up families. Think... You're screwing up jobs. Like automatic relegation, half that team is no longer half that team is no longer on the team. Yeah, which is just not like I don't think. I think it'd be more for the team than it would the players, because I think the players would be fine either way, you know? Um, I feel like even if City had to cut bait on all of their starters and subs, I feel like the team is deep enough and good enough to where they would be in the promotion race and then would just be right back to spending money when they get back into the Prem and one, two seasons max. Um, and they would make tremendous amount of money in player sales because, and and that's if the players decided to leave. I'm sure like players like Kyle Walker who have been there for a while and are kind of older would stay and help that team get back up. I feel I don't see a but player like KDB leaving. I don't or know if Holland. it's a want to leave thing. It's can't afford to keep, right? Like uh, your budget goes down significantly in the championship. It does. So it does. But if you're down there for a year. And then you get promotion. Like it's a it's a it's a risk. And logically speaking, City would be able to get back up the next season easily. But the championship's kind of a meat grinder, if you will. So if you did keep some of those players and you didn't get promotion in the first season, y- you would be in some seriously hot water. Then we're looking at more financial fair play. <laughs> I don't know about the financial fair like. I don't know about the financial fair play aspect because at that point you do have to sell your KDBs, your Hollands, but the money that you get from those sales aren't going back into the club as they are going into the premier or into the English football system's pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think if they did get automatic relegation, I think they'd be fine. Because I remember the second thing, by the way. What, 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 what was it? When we eventually inevitably get video, are you going to wear that bathrobe? I might. On video? I might. I was just curious. I, I haven't... I, listen, I've thought about it, and I change my mind every time. Fair enough. Uh, I think you should. Yeah? Record. Well, yeah. thank you. Chest hair out in all its glory? It's nice. Dude, it feels great in this in this house. My toes are cold. I mean, I'm not, but I'm wearing a robe. Just because I'm dignified. Eh. And prestigious. Eh. And the most interesting man in the world. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Sure, ah. I don't always wear my robe, but when I do, is with I'm podcasting. Oh. What? Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Well, it's the commercial. I know. I know. I was trying to make it like you know. Anyways, I think City will be fine either way. I think this roster will either look completely different though, or it will be the same. And I think that depends on if they do get relegated, because I don't think players are gonna stay. If they don't. If they get relegated mm-hmm. and they don't lose players, they don't lose a game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely. What is what is the I what do, is the third best team in the championship? I do gonna do against the best team in all of Europe. Yeah, right. What are you gonna do? I do think they would ah, ah. I do think they'd lose a fair oh, amount of their roster. But I feel like so funny. The big thing is what happens with Pep. Part of me wants to see him get relegated just to see him drive a tank through the championship. I'm not going to lie, dude. Part of me is also <sighs> rooting for the relegation just for the chaos of it all. But also, like, City's my Premier League team, so maybe not. Wow. 
Listen, dude, Rude. you're not the one who introduced me to soccer. Rude. Webb is, so I jumped on his favorite team. Rude. I jumped on his favorite team. Now, here's my question, and I'm sure they'll figure this out. Villa's second. Is if City gets automatic relegation, does that mean that one of the, the, the 18th position team gets bumped up the 17th? Or does that mean four teams are going down this season and four teams are in turn coming up? I doubt that. I, I, I would imagine it would be still three. They would just one up. They would just move everyone up the table. I feel like if you're going to go for the chaotic approach, you should full send it. Yeah. Send four down. Bring four mm-hmm. up. I don't know about that. They've done it in the past. Yeah, fair, fair. Like, I, I, like it's very rare and, you know, specific, but I think this is the definition of a rare and specific instance. Yeah. Dude, the Premier League table is weird this year. Yeah. Yeah. One, Arsenal's the best team in the league. Well, they is... were they were in first place for a long time last year, yeah, and they just faltered in that final the last stretch. Twenty years. I think they lost it in like their last three games last I year. I guess that hasn't quite been twenty years, but they've just sucked. They've been but the also, Dallas Cowboys. As Aston Villa's tied for third. That they are. And what it the is heck? Lovely. Also it's fantastic, dude. Also, West Ham's middle of the table. I thought West Ham sucked. Luton Towns out of four, four points out of relegation. Yeah. Everton is getting relegated, although that obviously is not. I mean, they're um, they're like they're two wins away from being safe for the time being. But even prior, even prior to losing ten points, they were still in fifteenth in the league. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a roster that's like, dude. They're like the uh, they're the Everton is like the dream team Eagles, where they brought in a bunch of players, and you're like, wow, this roster looks like it could do something, and it just is it's dysfunctional. It doesn't work. It's, yeah. It, it's Chelsea's the, also middle of the table, which is weird. They're supposed to be good. It's the definition of buying names, not players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I was about to be like, like, let's look at some of the players on this roster. But then I was like, no one probably would know half those names. But, uh, yeah. So, I think keeping an eye on what's going on with the Premier League and when that decision and that investigation finally concludes, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. And I think that, I think they might go scorched earth. I think that would be the most interesting result. We will see for sure. That we will. That we will. But you're probably wondering, guys, why are you talking about soccer on the hockey podcast? I just wanted to talk about that situation, give you an update, because uh, there's a lot of buzz and articles flying around based on that Everton penalty. So it'll be interesting to see what goes forward. So you said you you had something you wanted to talk about in hockey? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. It wasn't too long ago. Oh, boy. I know. You and I were talking. Yeah. And uh, on this podcast, Mm -hmm. and you were like, the Preds suck, the Preds are dead. I didn't say they were dead. I said, Andrew Burnett's going to turn it around. Okay. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I said, Andrew Burnett is going to turn this team around. Well, what has Nashville done since we had that conversation? They've been middle of the pack. They have not lost a game. I think that the national predators have won five games in a row. We did not have that conversation last week. Yeah, we did. No, whatever. The point is the national predators have won five games in a row. Yes. Yes, they have including in those five teams, four division rivals. Yeah. Three 
winning record teams, including the two best teams in the division. Colorado. And Winnipeg. And Winnipeg. Okay. Winnipeg doesn't scare me. I think they're a team that's hot. But I'm not overly concerned about the Jets. They beat the Blackhawks, which is, you know, nothing, but it's a division rival nonetheless. Yeah. They beat the Avalanche. Which was, you know, that was nice. They beat the Flames, which is, you know. The Flames have sucked this year. Yes. Yeah. But they're better than their record shows. At least they should be. They should be better than their record shows. They're not playing better than their record shows. They're a fiery dumpster right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they should be better. With the roster that they have constructed, they should be better. Right? And then they beat the Blues, winning record. And beat the Winnipeg Jets, winning record. Uh, Do the Blues have a winning record? I don't think they do anymore, but they did when we played them. And on top of all of that, the biggest thing, I think, mm-hmm. is we have gone from the fifth worst team in the league okay. to now being still not great, but like 18th in the league. Yeah, that's definitely a good run. Andrew Burnett has turned the boys around. Well, let's, let's calm down. We are 10 points out of third place in the National Hockey League. So we just need to win five games while they don't win any. And guess what? We just won five in a row, baby. Yeah, but the other teams also win games occasionally. <laughs> we just won five in a row. Andrew Burnett's got the boys buzzing. The young guys are playing well. UC Soros is playing like the best ho- uh, goalie in freaking hockey. Mm-hmm. Philip Forsberg scored all over the place. Luke Evangelista is putting out highlight reel after highlight reel. And Ryan O'Reilly, the best auto parts salesman in the country, is playing out of his freaking mind. No, he's playing good. He's playing good. But here's the here's the here's the thing to think the National about. National Predators won in the Stanley Cup. Here's the thing to keep in mind. Scoring five in a row. Personal success on a scoring front is up this year tremendously. But I admire your enthusiasm. Five in a row. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. But, David, did you know? Real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, I just want okay. last thing, last thing. Also important to note, in those five games, four goals, four goals, four goals, eight goals, three goals. That's like five and a half goals a game. Yeah, that's pretty good. It'll right. dry up. I'm done. It will not. It will not. We're never losing another game of hockey. <laughs> I, admire, I admire. Now I'm done. Your, now I'm done. I admire your belief. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Thanksgiving is an important day in the sports world. We know why it is in football, because Thanksgiving football is a huge deal. But did you know that it's important in hockey, too? Thanksgiving? Yep, Thanksgiving. Why on is the Thanksgiving calendar. important in hockey? Thanksgiving is important in hockey is because this is a long-standing trend that around 75% of the teams that are in a playoff spot on Thanksgiving Day keep their playoff spot huh so 16 teams make it that's 12 that are going to keep i'm going to read you off who was positioned for a Dang, playoff we're spot one point out of a playoff spot right now yeah i was about to be like oh look at the breads we're one point out we're one point out Do you, are you are you looking at the standings i am okay i'm gonna read you who was who if the season ended on thanksgiving day who would be in and what is their position okay so, on the East and the Atlantic, your three divisional winners are Boston, Florida, and Toronto, in that order. In the Metro, you have the Rangers, 
Capitals, Hurricanes in that order. The two Eastern wildcard spots were held by the Red Wings and the Lightning. Did you say Rangers, Capitals, Hurricanes? Yep. This was on Thanksgiving Day. A lot has changed in five days. A lot, yeah. A yeah. lot has changed in five days. Yes, it has. Yes, what? it has. In the Central Division, <coughs> on the west side, you had Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg. And on Pacific, you had Vegas, Los Angeles, Vancouver. And the two wild card spots were held by the Blues and the Kraken. So of those 16 teams, four aren't going to make the playoffs, history tells us. Which four? Give me the wild card teams again. Uh, For the East, it's the Red Wings and the Lightning. They're both in. For the West, it's the Blues and the Kraken. I don't think the Kraken make the playoffs this year. Really? They just haven't been good, man. Well, like that's the thing about the Kraken is they don't play like flashy hockey. They play defensive hockey. So I think I think the Kraken make the playoffs. I could see the Kings or the Canucks falling off a little bit, if I'm being honest. I think that their form is really good and they're surprising a lot of people. But, I mean, they're playing in a division with San Jose, Calgary, and for all intents and purposes right now, Edmonton. Yeah. And I think that some of that is going to level off. Honestly, I want to say... Okay, if we're being real and yeah. honest, okay, the West is probably set. Yeah. Because like when you look at the rest of the West... Listen, Nashville's on a there's, tear. There's, there's, a, there's a clear tier. Nashville yeah. is on a tear. We're not making the playoffs. Arizona's not making the playoffs. Calgary's not making the playoffs. Chicago... Maybe Edmonton picks it up. I could Maybe see Ed- Edmonton. I could see Edmonton making a push. I think they. I think they need to be active before the deadline. Yeah. The only like the only thing I can see really shaking this up because I would love to say neither St. Louis or Seattle because neither one of these teams right now look like a playoff team to I me. Don't, I don't think St. Louis makes it. I think. I think they lose their wild card spot to Edmonton. Again, my my biggest thing. Because I, I really don't think either one of those teams are playoff teams. But my yeah. biggest my biggest things is not, are they good enough to make the wild card? My thing is, is anyone else in the West good, good enough, enough to, to take them. it from them? I got you. And so the only thing I could see, maybe, is Nashville keeping it up and Edmonton making a push. I don't know how likely either of those things are, though. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I like St. Louis better than I do Seattle. To, to maintain that wild card spot. If one of them's going to lose it, I think it'd be Seattle. If both of them lose it, I think Nashville and Edmonton are really the only two that have the slightest chance yeah. of uh, making it in there. And is, uh, give me the East again. So as of that, as of Thanksgiving Day, yeah. in the Atlantic, it was Boston, Florida, in, Toronto. In, in. Uh, in the Metro, Rangers, Caps, Hurricanes. I think all three are in. Wild card, Lightning, Red Wings. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, let me tell you a team who I think is going to fall. Washington. I think that they have been playing exceptional this year. I think they're similar to the Canucks, but on a much smaller scale. And what I mean by that is they came out guns blazing, doing a lot better than we were anticipating. I just think Vancouver's got more pieces going, and that makes it easier to sustain that success than Washington does. Uh, outside of them, 
I mean, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would not be shocked if Carolina had a fall because they have not looked like themselves. They've looked like a ghost of, like, they have the record, they have the wins to, like, that we expect. But, like, if you watch the, like, the game or the eye test, they fail. Yeah. Analytics, they pass, but they fail the eye test hard. Yeah. Uh, they just don't have that clear dominance that we used to see them take over in a game. It looks like they come out on top more than they don't, but it's always a fight. There's never really a part of the game where you're like, wow, they're really in control of this game. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to go ahead and say Seattle Falls. Okay. And I'm going to take three from the East. Okay. So give me the East one more time. <laughs> I got you. It is uh, Boston, Florida, Toronto. Okay. New York Rangers, Carolina Hurricanes, Washington Capitals. Okay, I think Washington Falls. Okay. The wild cards are the Red Wings and the Lightning. Mm. Ah! You know what? Get rid of St. Louis. Give me two out of the West. And get rid of Washington and Tampa Bay. Tampa. It feels like there's chaos going on in Tampa right now. There is. It feels like there's chaos going on in Tampa right now. Get rid of Tampa. I think it's the Red Wings. I just... I ah, want it. Honestly, my brain... Yeah? My brain tells me you're right. Yeah. My heart doesn't want to let my brain be right. I think the Red Wings... So, you look at Steve Yeiserman, who's their GM. He generally takes a more conservative approach to player acquisitions. Unless it's a clear-cut move. Like that trade for DeBrincat was. I don't I think he's going to take a conservative approach to not risk the foundation. You know what I mean? Maybe. I think he I think he's looking at this team and he's like, "Okay, we're in the playoff conversation right now. Generally, you look at a fringe playoff team as a buyer or a seller, but I think the Red Wings have all the makings to be a holder." I think that Yzerman looks at this roster in February, March, and he says, "We're there." I don't think we necessarily need to trade anything away to bring in anyone to force us in this year. We should just hold, get another year out of development out of our guys and come back next year even stronger. Man, he's been doing that for a long time. How much longer does that, how much longer is that excuse good? I think it gets a new life on it because of how good the team is playing this year and how good they're looking. Cause it's a young team, you know. So, Honestly, dude, the way the West or the East is shaping up, a forty-four win team could miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't automatically mean just because you missed, you're bad. The East is just loaded. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the West is kind of like the NFC South. Yeah. Just for like a full conference. Yeah. But I, I that's what I think happens. I think Tampa buys their way in. To because I think there's that extra pressure in Tampa to beat Detroit in the standings because you know, Yzerman wasn't fired; he left to go take on and rebuild the team that he played for his entire career, whose yeah. his numbers hung from the rafters, and no one blamed him for that at all. But you think that's cool? You think it's cool walking in that stadium every day and looking up and be like, <laughs> seeing your name and number yeah. hanging. Yeah. yeah, that's gotta be cool for one of the most like storied franchises of all time. Yeah, did you know that his brother was supposedly like better at hockey, 
but he had like a super bad injury when he was a kid and had to stop. Sounds like a Shannon Sharp situation. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, I think I think Detroit, St. Louis, Seattle, and that last one. I think it could be the Caps or the Hurricanes, but I think I'm leaning more toward the Washington Capitals for sure. Not the Hurricanes, dude. They're winning the Cup this year. I, I, how long have they been saying that one? I've been saying it for like four years. I'm just saying Hurricane <laughs> fans sound like UT fans. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's man. our year, baby. It feels like 05 or Carolina's 03. My, Carolina's my East team. And now I'm just starting to put together that my favorite teams, a lot of my second favorite teams, a mm-hmm. lot of them come from web. Yeah. Might need to do some soul searching there. I mean, it's just the two, actually. Come on. What's your favorite MLS team? Do you have a favorite MLS team? Nashville. I forgot they were in the MLS. Be, or, but before Nashville, it was DC United. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mine was the Chicago Fire. Do you know why? Bastian Schweinsteiger. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. When he retired from European football. He went Sounds like MLS. a governor of California. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just saying. Dude. Did you hear his interview on the Pat McAfee show? Uh, I heard a part of it, but I, I and it was funny, it, but I can't remember. It was just as incredible as you think it was, dude. It was motivating. It was funny. It was inspiring. It was informative. Like, what? whatever you think an Arnold Schwarzenegger and Pat McAfee interview would be, it is. And it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Listen, celebrities... Should not be politicians. But Arnold Arnold gets a pass. Dude, there's a dog who's a mayor in Wisconsin. It's a figurehead. He's the queen. He wasn't a real politician. I'm just saying. I mean, I guess he was a governor. Governors he was the are, governor of California. Yeah, governors for are... For a while. <laughs> governors are, like, next step below Senate. Like, Yeah. yeah. I, no, I actually, I think governor is above... I think each state has multiple senators yeah, they in do. the House, and the governor oversees. Yeah, but the governor makes statewide policies. Senators make countrywide federal policies. So yeah. I, I, I count senator in the political hierarchy. In my eyes, senator is above governor. In mine, it's House, Senate, governor. Interesting. Inter- that's weird wow. to me. Because the House and the Senate are responsible for making federal policy. They are. And governors I, are only responsible for state policy. Right. But like you got like to me, I view it as to how much is your specific voice. Uh, how much does it matter? So while you're so in the House, there's like too many people. Uh, 435. 435. So you are one 435th of a vote with a senator. There's significantly less, but you get two per state, so you're one of 100. Governor, you're one of 50. If like the governor himself has the right, has the power to look at a law that makes it through the House and Senate and say either yay or nay, you know. So to me, yeah, but but again, man, like being I, I a think part, it's your perspective, too. being a part of federal policy, to me is still more significant than being the sole proprietor of state policy. 
That's true. But, but I, I guess it is. I mean, it's subjective. I yeah. Guess. But I also look at it as like, if you're doing something on a statewide scale, that's better than the people in Washington who don't do anything. I mean, listen, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? That is fair. So, uh, but on Washington, I'm, scumbags. I'm concerned uh, about Ovechkin's pace, his scoring pace. It's taken a dip. He has five goals in 17 games. Dang. That is on pace for tw- a little over 20 goals this season. Dang. Uh, that is a huge, huge... Ain't going to catch Cro- uh, Crosby. Ain't going to catch... What's his face? Gretzky's record. Did Why you just forget? forget Wayne Gretzky? You're a fake hockey fan. That's... Oh, my God. It's wor- I didn't know it worked with a metal straw. It works with anything straight and hard. Except... That's... Uh, <laughs> shaking, shaking a straw or a pencil to make it look like it's wiggling is what we are referring to. I... It, it would work with anything. A stick, a pencil, is, a metal straw. Are we talking about other names for you? I was... I was taking my metal straw out of my cup because I... Feel like it makes noise, <laughs> and then I did the wiggly thingy with the metal straw to make it look like it's like bendable. Yeah, David. Oh man, you really gotta be more. Thomas, you have a dirty brain. I have a dirty brain. You, you have, have a dirty, dirty brain because of you. If you're not careful, because one time... of you, I never strayed too far from the sidewalk. Because of you. So I don't get hurt because of you. I am afraid because of you. I never know what to do when you start singing. Enjoy. (laughs) That's 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 one of the last things I'm doing. But uh, David, listen, bro. Kelly Clarkson slaps. Don't even. Kelly Clarkson is awesome. I mean, she's she's okay. She has a couple of bangers. A lot of her stuff was very Listen, miss. My high school won this contest that we cheated in. Uh, what? What a cheater! I didn't cheat. I wasn't the one who was doing the computer stuff. It should have been blatantly obvious. Okay, this this competition it was called Celebrate My Drive, and you got a point for every. You could get one point per day per person per email address. Okay, here, here's the deal. Did you know the cheating happened? Yeah. Did you do anything about it? Or no. If I you, wanted a concert, dude. If you are aware of something that is against the law happening, and actually, that thing happens, would you not be held liable? I actually don't think anything that was done was against the law. No, 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 no. I wasn't necessarily saying it was. I'm just saying, in the eyes of the law, you were... Complicit, therefore, a part of the cheating. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to give you the full context of this story. All right. And then you're going to tell me if it was cheating or not. Okay? You get one point. So for every pledge that you make, you get a point. Pledge like financial pledge? No, like safe driving pledge. It was done Ah. by State Farm. It was called Celebrate My Drive. Ah. And the whole thing was 10-2. Um. So if you so whichever high school in the country had the most points after two weeks won a hundred thousand dollars and a concert from Kelly Clarkson. Jeez. 
a couple and we, and here's the thing here's the thing my high school was is was situated in this like little dead zone between towns of mount juliet and lebanon yeah uh at the end of the of the uh contest we played lebanon high school in football and that was a that was kind of a rivalry like it's kind of like ut vandy like yeah it's a rivalry but like you know it's very one-sided um but the specificities of high school football is not relevant to the story anyways uh a couple of people from both schools set up a uh they wrote some computer code to where it automatically created email addresses and made pledges for our respective schools uh that area of tennessee though is filled with a lot of old money because cracker barrel when it got started a lot of people were early investors into that yeah uh, one family came forward uh, at the end of it after a couple of other schools had been like, hey, we're in New York City. Uh, why are we getting the doors blown off of us by two Lebanon, Tennessee high schools? Yeah. Like that math just isn't mathing. So how did, how did, it, how did it occur? Give me that. How That's did, how I how need did to we, know if it's cheating. Oh, how did we cheat? So uh, we created a like we had like seven bots running at any given time that were creating email addresses and making pledges to drive safe that's true on like the half of our school that's true so when state farm was like hey there's some sketchy stuff happening lebanon got all their points taken away (laughs) we had a family early on who owned this email domain at gfam.net I didn't know you could own a domain like that, but they owned a domain. You didn't know you could own a domain? Not Every like, domain is owned. No, I know. By but like somebody. But like not to like that scale. You know, like it was just this dead email domain. So all the emails were being created with gfam.net emails. And since it was, since the family was like, yeah, these are all real, even though they weren't. Stay Farm, like, there was no... If the owner says they're real, what are you going to do, you know? Dude, what if somehow State Farm hears this, or we get, like, reported, and they, like, charge $100,000 to your high school? That would suck. <laughs> for, for, like... I mean, technically the high money school... Money back! But, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, right? Technically, the <laughs> high school itself did nothing get, wrong. You're going to get an email in a couple months revoking your high school diploma. Okay, I have a college diploma. That's fair. I don't think you can get one of those if you didn't graduate high school. Well, wait. Can you get a college diploma if you didn't graduate high school? You can get a GED. But like but like no GED, nothing. Yeah, you have to have a, I'm pretty sure you have to get a high school diploma. Right. Right. So, okay, fine. They can have it. I don't care. The point they of They revoke your diploma. UT Southern revokes your diploma. Uh, we're we're having a conversation. Yeah, I don't think they can do that at yeah. this point. Uh, There's no, got to be a statute of limitations on cheating in a high school for contest. a one-off competition. They yeah. never did it again. I can't yeah. imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> but we won a hundred thousand dollars, a bunch of free T-shirts. Kelly Clarkson was supposed to perform, but she was super pregnant. So instead, we got the band Perry, and uh, uh, we got out of school early one day and they did a concert in our gym yeah that's definitely cheating here's the here's the delineation we hear about we hear about it in like football and baseball and stuff with the Mm -hmm. sign stealing you talk about that 
like let's talk. Let's take the Houston Astros for instance. Instance. Now, okay. if the Houston Astros just happened to notice every time the coach rubbed his forehead, it was a curveball, and then they made their own signs to let the batter know, that's not cheating. You need to come up with better signs. They did that on the field, whatever. But they used electronic devices. They were banging on trash cans. They were recording practices. Like, they were, that was, that's the difference between normal sign stealing that everyone tries to do every game and is perfectly allowed and legal, mm-hmm. and the thing that should have cost them a World Series title but didn't. Um, cheating, cheating. If there were kids making email addresses manually and they won that way, I don't think that would have been cheating. But the fact that you set up an ad automated bot. Why did I say bot like that? Bot. Automated bot. TV. TV. <laughs> I will never get over that. Uh, anyway. Um, the fact that. Um, the fact that. The fact that the automated bot was making them electronically. That's cheating. That's taking it a step too far. That's cheating. I mean, listen, they uh, like the like district people. The principals were like, "Yeah, you guys should uh, let us come to this concert too." And then our principal was like, "LOL, get wrecked." Fair enough. It was a great day, but we should have. You guys are like the Wilson Central Astros. Why Wildcats? One team, Wildcats. The Wilson Central Astros. Don't do that. The Wilson Central Wolverines. Don't dox my high school. The Wil- the Wilson Central Patriots. I wish we had that level of success. But listen, listen, listen. There was there's sketchy stuff done at every high school. Okay? We don't need to, you know, dread on the Yeah, but our sketchy stuff was normal. Smoking weed in parking garages. That's not normal. Not That's cheating a, in a national competition. What you did, what y'all's high school did was illegal. Ours was I think legal, just a sketchy. Or, I lied. There was actually does dude, that there count was, as fraud? At my middle school, yeah, probably. Ooh. At my middle school, there was some legit sketchy stuff that happened. I'm not going to talk yeah. about it on pod. Yeah, but yeah, I also there was also stuff at my high school the year after that I cannot talk about on pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, enough to talk about sketchy schools and teachers. Let's get back to ice hockey. Because uh, how much time did we just burn on? My high school story. I didn't pay that much attention, but a significant amount. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Point is, Kelly Clarkson's awesome. Yeah, but I was much happy. Oh, the point was, is I was, even though Kelly Clarkson is what Kelly Clarkson is, I was more excited about the man Perry. Why? Dude, that was a great show. It's the band Perry. They had one good song. They had a couple. They had one good song. They also... And that one good song isn't even that good. It's super overhyped. If I Die also, Young is not even that thing. great of a song. Here's the thing, though. They also like the only played like two of their songs and then played like oh. Timber by Kesha and Pitbull. Oh, well, yeah, they're great and musicians. So yeah, I bet that No, was like great. it was fantastic, dude. Fun fact uh, one of my favorite ever sports announcers, he's not with anyone anymore. Uh, well, he might be now, but he used to be a sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Not a broadcaster, just like a pundit i guess yeah he was on a lot of shows did a lot of tech stuff and did sports center a lot his name was jason fitz yeah oh he, i know who the that guy is. full of tattoos yeah he was he, he was, was the fiddle player for the band perry for a long time was he really yeah 
That oh that's he went to Juilliard, like Wait, the school of music. Hold on. So you're telling me that there's a chance that Jason Fitz from Sports Center possibly played violin for me? What year was this? 2014, 2015? I think he was already in sports at that point. I thought he started at uh, ESPN when they started doing the Snapchat videos. No, he started before that. Oh, well then never mind. Um, but, yeah, dude, you know the song Baby Bash? Or not Baby Bash, that was the Give artist. Give me a baby back, baby no. back, baby back. Cyclone baby by Baby, baby Bash. Baby uh, no. You know, oh, she moved her body like a cyclone. Is she Nothing. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, yeah uh, listen, you don't get hyper than hearing some country band of siblings playing that in your high school g or gymnasium when you're just thinking you're going to be watching a country show. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. It got, it got wild. Listen, man, fair enough. But hockey. Hockey. So, uh, I'm sure you've probably seen it, but in case you haven't, Taylor Hall, uh, one of the big additions for the Blackhawks this summer to really bring in and mentor and play alongside. He Connor. was also the musical director for the band. Really? Yeah. What is a musical director? Do? I don't know. Oh, fair. The way you said that, I was, about, I was expecting you to be like, oh, the composery and... I'm trying to find when he's, I'm trying to find when he started at ESPN. I gotcha. I gotcha. But uh Taylor Hall out for the year. Uh he was just supposed to come in and mentor, play alongside uh incoming first overall pick Connor Bedard, who is probably already should be handed the Calder trophy. Uh he's been blowing the doors off of everyone this year. But what was some smaller news that kind of snuck through that's going to make you happy is uh, Corey Perry is away from the team, <laughs> and it looks like it's going to be for a while due to a personal matter. <laughs> I hope he uh, never plays hockey again. I, I'm almost wondering if it's a visa matter, because a lot of trade rumblings have him linked to different Canadian teams. So I'm, I'm thinking it's either got to be a familial thing or a visa issue. And that is why he is not playing. Uh, and it looks like he is likely to be traded. What? Jason Fitz mm-hmm. left the band Perry and joined ESPN in 2016. Which means I saw Jason Fitz so play the violin. Not only is it likely, it's almost definite yeah. that you got to see Jason Fitz, one of my favorite sports personalities ever, Yeah. play uh, the fiddle. And I had no clue. He's so good, dude. Yeah. No, he was so saying, good. dude. I re- like that. I didn't know it was him on the fiddle, but that fiddle player has been stuck in my brain for the last eight years because of what he did on Timber. You know, I bet you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. What? No. Yeah. No, you're 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 doing a bit. No, I bet you didn't know, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll just make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good, pretty good fiddle, boy. Just give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul. I think I'm better than you. Calm down, Sean Hannity. This is not the Patriot Awards. Sean Hannity, did he perform that? At he the did. A, he performed the spoken word of the. That was just lyri- the lyrics of "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." Huh? What do you know? I just did that too, and no Please. one knows why. Like there is no like. He was there. He did it, and everybody was confused. I don't know, dude. All I know is the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He yeah. was in a bind because he was way behind. Him. He was willing to make a deal. Came across this young boy, so we're on a fiddle up planet hot. And the devil jumped aboard a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. Well, from players leaving due to injury to uh, reinforcements coming for another team, coming back from injury, 
Andre Vasilevsky made his return for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And in his returning game, he had a 22 save game where he only allowed two goals, and his offense only had 14 shots. <laughs> on which they scored eight goals. So the single amazing, highest shooting percentage in an NHL game since they started recording it at 57.1. I Listen, we've heard of teams getting a spark when a big piece comes back from injury. But Jesus. That's not just a spark, dude. That's a... Nikita Kucherov sent himself to the top of the NHL points leaderboard with a career best six points that game. I can only imagine this is how the Jets' defense feels. Yeah. Could you imagine your defense does such a good job? They only allow 14 shots and your team loses by six? Mm-hmm. Like, the New York Jets. Yeah. They yeah. only We only allowed five points. We allowed a field goal and a safety and we lost this game? Yeah. How? I can only imagine that's how these two teams feel. That is wild. I remember when we were talking about, like, because, like, you know, we didn't really dive oh, Minnesota. into it. But we got the update, you know, lightning score 8 on 14. And it's like, wow, what a great defensive display, but also a horrendous defensive display. Because you held what... Like, has Tampa been struggling this season? Yes, but it's been defensively. Like, they have one of the best offenses in the league. You held one of the best offenses in the league to 14 total shots. Any other result, and we would be singing praises about how incredible that was. I wonder if those were, like, high-risk shots. They like, did they give up, like... Like, odd man rushes? Or, like, rebound? Like, I don't know. I doubt it's rebounds because they only have 14 shots. Well, like, on a rebound, yeah, a rebound, that's two shots. A there. rebound goal is automatically two shots. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, you couldn't... Yeah, like... I don't know, man. I don't know, dude, but yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, watch Tampa. This is this is a kind of win that shifts the rest of your season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially compounding with the momentum dang, that dang. comes with a world-class goalie coming back. I forgot about that. So, maybe Tampa's not the team out. I don't. I think Tampa stays in. I think I guess, Tampa. I guess my heart needs to take a backseat to my brain and tell me Detroit's the one out. Yeah, I think Tampa is one of those teams that will have no gripes about trading away assets to bring in a rental that can push them over the edge. Listen, Nashville, if we have any hope, is going to have to acquire some parts. Right. You guys want to get rid of some parts? Give us back Tanner Janot. Hey, I'd be okay, but for significantly less. Give us, give us <laughs> Steven Stamkos Dude, for a third round. Can pick. we? Like, I know we talked about it last March, but that trade package was so insane. Yeah, a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and Cal Foot. Yeah, like that's yeah for for a, a third line guy. That's ridiculous. With the potential to be a. Second, Second line, line guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but we're running low on time, so let me hit you with some rumor mill. Some rumor mill news, okay? I got three teams. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the news breaking today. Uh, Minnesota, despite reports of Coach Dean Evison being in no danger of losing his job, he was fired today by GM Bill Guerin. And I almost wonder if this is Bill using his silver bullet and this move was almost put into motion because of Edmonton's early, hey, we're going to 
boot out our coach and make a change here. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is you might be thinking, well, Thomas, haven't the Wild made the made the playoffs the last couple years? They have. They've been pretty good, thanks to Kirill Kaprizov. I think that we're looking at a situation where poor asset management is going to bite Minnesota like it has Edmonton. Yeah. And what I mean by that is this is a team that has only made the playoffs due to one player being a lightning rod for the entire roster. They've gotten extremely, they've gotten overproduction from players like Freddie Hockey and Ryan Hartman. That's not sustainable. And Marcus Feligno while we're at it. Not only have they been getting that higher than expected production for a couple of years, that it's kind of like Raheem Mostert right now in Miami. Like, it's like, dang, he's pretty good, but we all know what he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, what he had in his pocket were was a treasure trove of what would have been premier targets, premier trading chips for the deadline, except he threw away that value when he signed them to extensions very early. And the players I'm referring to here are Matt Zuccarello, who's like 39 years old, uh, Ryan Hartman, and Marcus Feligno. I think those are players that you wanted to keep on those one-year deals and ship off at the deadline to bring in some players to really build up your foundation. Listen, give us back Kevin Fiala. You want to get rid of some pieces? Kevin Fiala's not on the wild. Hey, LA Kings, give us back <laughs> Kevin Fiala. There you go. I forgot he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, you got... Uh, what did he get traded for? I can't remember. I think it was like a second or something. The point was, is like the Kings won that trade by a mile. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to Philly. Despite their strong start, Philly is currently listening to offers on any player. Real quick. They also hired John Hines, which is the wild. Yeah. yeah. Have fun with that, losers. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> back to Philly. Uh, the Flyers are looking to listen on... I said any player. I don't think that's true. I think it's the majority of players. They're looking to make moves. That I think their GM is having an honest conversation about how their current position and their current form is... Just, is is that its form? I mean, their current position is like second in the yeah. But I right? think I think the GM's looking at that roster and saying this team is not good enough to make third. that. They're to, third in the metro to make that final stretch to stay in the stay in the playoff conversation. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier how condensed that Eastern Conference is. I think when you're in the East, you got to be a little bit more harsh about your the state of your team. So it looks like they're look, looking to sell off a couple players to bring in younger pieces to build a stronger core so that when that window opens up, they can be a little bit more like Tampa and a little less like Edmonton. So Fair it'll enough. be interesting Fair to enough. see what happens there. There's some LTIR moves that could be made. There are some higher value players that could be shipped off for a diminished return given their contracts. But I think Philly could be a... Uh, catalyst for a lot of moves that are made in the nhl i think when that domino falls i think you're going to see a lot of teams be like oh we're buying or selling now yeah as opposed to at the deadline and then lastly edmonton uh we know that they've had struggles with goaltending there the rumor mill has been spicy in regards to goalies three goalies have been named two in boston one in nashville don't know we're not uh, getting rid of uc Sorry about it. They have kicked tires on Linus Olmark, Jeremy Swayman, and UC Saros. Sorry about it. That being said. Move on. Uh, both Go teams have reportedly rebuked those offers. 
pretty uh, uh pretty firmly. They, I'm sorry, they what? Rebuked. There you go. They have rebuked that interest pretty intensely. So I think it'll be interesting to see. I think they will get a goalie. I just don't know who it's going to be. Not usually. Uh, and I think depending on what happens with Nashville, I think that is a possibility. But Barry Trotz has been very vocal about his desire to extend UC. So I think it's more likely that they're able to get something done with Boston to make a decision one way or another on which goalie they're going to roll with from that tandem. But goalie is not the only move they're looking for. Uh, according to NHL insider, I believe, Chris Johnston, uh, they are looking to add Stanley Cup experience, physicality, toughness, and a positive locker room energy to the team. I can, I can think of one player that screams off from that list of what they're looking for. P.K. Subban? Patrick Maroon. Ooh. He, he's a grinder who's won multiple cups with Tampa recently. He is the definition of a locker room guy. Everywhere he goes, all we can hear about is how much... Didn't he win three in a row? He did. Uh, I think he might have won four in a row. No, he went to four in a row. He went to four in a row. Yeah, Yeah, because he he went to two with Tampa. It was St. Louis, two with Tampa. Yeah. And then the fourth was the third of Tampa. Colorado? No, it was Tampa. Oh. Didn't Tampa... Go to three in a row, one four in a, or one two in a row. Uh, something like that. But he like the point was is he was a uh, Stanley Cup magnet for a while. Yeah. Uh, and currently he is on the Minnesota Wild. So uh, they're not going to the cup. They're not going to the <laughs> cup. That's a they've uh, they've tanked a lot of value they've had on their trade ships. This is one that is. You can get more for him than you might expect looking at the numbers because of the presence and the energy he brings. Yeah, It's like bringing in a star defensive tackle in the NFL. From a wide range, you're not going to notice the difference as much. But when you, when you microscope in on that player and you see just how much space he eats up and how much disruption they cause, you see the value. Yeah. And with Minnesota's current state, I think that it's a realistic move. It's also not far. They're not. It's not an interdivision trade. I could see a. I could see a scenario where Edmonton maybe tries to not just get Patty Maroon from the Wild, but bring in their backup goalie, Mark Andre Fleury. A lot of people forget he's still in the league and he's a backup. So. I think that there's some wiggle room here for Edmonton to really get this train back on the rails and get it moving. Because McDavid and Dreisaitl are still playing like McDavid and Dreisaitl. They just need a little bit more consistency on the back end of the ice. And I think Minnesota is a dream trade partner. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yeah, but uh, listen, I don't know how many points you think Man City is going to get slapped with. I don't know if the Preds are ever going to lose another hockey game. And I don't know... What four teams you think are going to miss out on the playoffs from that playoff picture we painted? But, uh, listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't, don't get fined. fined.